That's a that's a sports anthem if ever I heard. Dean, Dean, yeah, that's awesome. And a good way to kick off our Oilers Extra, as you know, a little extra coverage for you as the Oilers wind their way through the Stanley Cup playoffs. It is brought to you by 180 Kitchens. Let their amazing team turn your space around. Find out more at 180kitchens.com. You know what I love about the playoffs is... Everything. Everything. Yes, uh, but it creates heroes, right? Mm -hmm. Guys, unlikely heroes especially. Guys who have those games that everybody talks about for 24, well, in this case, for 72 hours till the next game happens, <laughs> right? Uh, and, it's and, and you know, we've we've seen it through this series already, right? Uh, Dreisaitl, uh, you know, he's been great. And then, you know, Jack Campbell steps in. And then the other night, it's Nick Bukestad stepping up and, and getting a couple of those, getting a promotion to play on line two and really came through. Uh, he's played now 20 career playoff games. He's got five goals and seven points. But he hasn't played in the playoffs since 2021 when he's with Minnesota. He played back in 19 with Pittsburgh and back in 16 with Florida. So he's hardly a veteran of of playoff wars, but uh, he came through and he was the hero of the game the other night with his two goal performance. With Nick, we've been having a a good dialogue with Nick. Uh, you know, in terms of clarifying what we ex- exactly what we expected out of him, is a little bit different role here than he had in Arizona. Um, you know, but he has certain skills, and uh, the big thing is, I, I think, as a coaching staff, as you work your way through a coach or a playoff series, what you want to do is you want to make sure you're really paying attention um, to the matchups and who's who's playing well. And, you know, if there's things you want to um, look for in the end, um, you want to make sure you're seeing things clearly. And uh, it's obvious to us that he's playing very well. Dish off to CeCe, a shot, deflected, score! Nick Bukestad, 4-2, Edmonton, he finally breaks through! I would do anything to win a Stanley Cup, so, um, you know, just uh be a part of this and continue to chip away and be a part of the grind and uh, trying to get better every day. It's there's there's nothing nothing better than this. So um, you know, like I said, we can't uh, can't get too high on ourselves. That squad is good over there, and um, you know they've shown they've they're pretty resilient too. So um, it's just you know in playoff hockey, you never really know what's going to happen, and you got to bring it every night so um yeah i just you know want to continue to contribute and um, be a part of this group here comes edmonton pouring out of its own end left to right bukestad a backhander and that's in the net copley tried to spear it and whiffed on it yeah well, i've been in the league for a while so i i remember his time going back to being a high draft pick for florida and, and obviously you know i've seen him uh, he was in Pittsburgh and and Minnesota and obviously this year in Arizona. So uh, yeah, I have an understanding of him as a, a player and what he brought to the table. I will tell you this that um, you know there was a lot of talk amongst our staff about um, targeting um, certain people towards the trade deadline, and his name was always at the top of the list. So that's a credit for our people for identifying that and, and going out and getting him. Um, and I will tell you this, when we made the trade for him, I had four or five different people really, like from just my past, reach out and, and let me know what a wonderful human being and, and true professional we were getting in Nick Bugstad when we made the trade. So um, he's lived up to all of uh, 
uh, all of that uh, information before I got to see how he how he um, conducts himself on a day in day out basis. He's a true pro, and uh, we're thankful he's on our team. It's nice to be playing in it and, uh, you know, joining these guys, great group of guys. So uh, very fortunate to uh, jump jump on this squad at deadline and, um, you know, whatever I can do to help, I'm just, just, just a pleasure to be here. Nick Bukestad's come a long way from the start of the season. He was with the Arizona Coyotes on a team that didn't have a chance to make the playoffs, playing in wow. a home rink that seats 5,000. <laughs> and now he's in front of the crazies at Rogers Place on a team that's one win away from the second round. So things change. It's like it's like a lottery ticket, except he earned it, <laughs> right? He earned he, it, he that's earned for it. sure. Yeah. When you take a look back, though, I mean, you know, um, you know, I'm trying to who who was who were some of those heroes last year? Well, who was, I, I just I always go back to what 2006, and I think Fernando Pesani. Fernando Pesani, because that was my first real experience with it. Even go back to the 80s, Kevin McClellan, the one nothing goal in the first time mm-hmm. they won the Stanley Cup yeah. in Game One, right? There's always that guy. Who has that game that wins a game for mm-hmm. a team that helps Todd Marchand. them? Todd yeah. Marshall was Todd a good Marchand. player, but yeah. was he one of the stars of the team? Yeah. I mm-hmm. wouldn't say yep. so. He was just but he a good got player. the overtime goal that won the series. Yeah, yeah. you're right. There's always a guy. Pisani's a great example, more so than one game, but over yeah, yeah. a whole playoff uh, run for sure. But yeah, there's always that guy, and I like this year. We've seen the the. Uh, the big guys, especially one of them in Leon Dreisaitl. Yeah. McDavid's been good, too, but Dreisaitl's been out of this world. Mm. And then you got Jack Campbell, and you got Nick Bukestad, and who's it going to be next, right? Yeah, who's it going to be? Gonna well, be Brett Kulak yeah, stepped up, got yeah, a goal Kulak the other day. He's up. not exactly... Bouchard's been good. Yeah. You got, and you got to have that. you got to have depth, right? That's uh, As Leon Dreisaitl said the other day, that's why we're a good team, because well, we got guys you can step up and make those plays. Yeah, um the depth part of it is something that we didn't have for a very long time. And so now that it's there, everyone says we need, you just can't depend on Connor and Leon to do all, yep. all the scoring. And now well, we're seeing it from everywhere. You can't, and now you don't have to. No, right? which is now awesome. you don't have to, right? And even right? like Ryan Nugent Hopkins is yet to get get going in this 104 series, right? point so player all of a sudden he had 100 points in the year yeah if he gets going on he can win he can win you game six maybe mm-hmm. and he does and he does his part so he might be the next guy to step up at some point right? mm. who's going to score the next goal off their face <laughs> like, 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 uh, like who would have thought that uh, maybe i don't know but zach hyman would have had the year that he had this year as well he had right really he's had a great too, year right? he was over 30 goals and yep. just uh, and you know, you know had, another 15 close to 50 if they would have counted them <laughs> all, right? counted them all. <laughs> exactly yeah <laughs> that's a very guy. good point uh but uh, yeah it's been fascinating it's been fun and you know here's hope and you know saturday just uh continues that fun yeah hang in there relax get the heart rate down i'll let the fingernails grow back a little bit and so you got them there for saturday because I, I don't think I, I don't anticipate another kind of blowout game. I think it'll one game. If there's two games, I think they'll both be close. It's it, it's not a home game, but it kind of is because Rogers Place is going to be sold out yet again for a road mm-hmm. game. Let's what an talk incredible a, story. That I know too. it's amazing. What is attracting everybody? Wow, we're, we're fanatics. <laughs> we are Oiler fans. That's part of it. We're going to chat with the Oilers. Uh, Stu McDonald coming up next here on six thirty. Chad. It is a 7.46 on the Thursday edition of the all-new this morning. Jalen Nye, Daryl McIntyre, Morley, too. I hope you're having a great morning. It's just been pouring rain over here on the south side and uh, some showers expected uh, throughout the day. But boy, oh boy, over the next few, gearing up to be absolutely glorious. And you know what that means. The, uh, the home game. The, 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 the which? The, we have a, the home game. 
Well, no, or is there a home game on? It's an away game oh, sorry, on Saturday. Away, I'm sorry, away game on, yeah. But the, so the Ice District Plaza, the yeah. fan zone, watching it inside at Rogers Place is going to be jam-packed. Yeah, it's going to be heating up like crazy. It looks like nice weather, by the mm-hmm. way, this weekend as well. But is there anywhere else in the entire NHL that sells out their <laughs> bloody arena so that people can watch it on TV. It's a wild game. It's amazing. Stu McDonald from the uh, the Edmonton Oilers is joining us this morning. Stu, how you doing? Hey, I'm still great. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you are, so Mr. Far, Man. So far, so good, Stu. Holy cow. Like, do you still, it's sold out again for Saturday's game, whatever time that ends up being, right? Uh, I, we, we keep saying, like, you know, Oilers fans never cease to amaze us, but they never cease to amaze us. We put Saturday's watch party on midday yesterday and sold the building out in less than an hour, and just just crazy. But just such a great sign. The two watch parties today, we've just had a ton of families in there, which kind of allows them to have their Oilers in Rogers Place playoff experience, create some lifetime memories. So you can see where the demand's from. But it's and we'll have another. Five or ten thousand outside the arena on yeah. Saturday, no doubt as well. Just that vibe that they get, that experience of being there to cheer on the team together—that's that just has to be absolutely so huge. And uh, if I remember correctly, Stu, the the ticket prices for that—that all goes to the Edmonton Oilers Community Foundation, right? And they do, and it's yeah. it's a uh, certain entry level price point. We want to make it available to everybody. It's a, it's basically a five dollar donation to get in, and uh, which you know I think also leads to its popularity and accessibility. But uh, but yeah, it was uh, I've been at both of them uh, to date, and they have the energy in the building has been crazy. And uh, and then you you take a walk and look outside, and uh, the plaza's full, and I'm sure fan park will be full for the tailgate party on Saturday as well. And uh, just just amazing. I think we had on. Uh, the home game on uh, two nights ago, I think we had just about 30,000 people in or outside Rogers Place <laughs> for the home game. And we're, we're probably going to be pretty darn close to that on Saturday for a road game. That's Stu, amazing. Is, sorry, Stu, is the new fan park, is that picking up? Because I, I get the sense that people knew like the, the, the plaza area and that's where they were going. But is the other area picking up? It is. We we passed it last game and uh, expect that will continue. I think that the first part was just knowing we had more capacity for people coming down, for other fans coming into downtown and the East District. And we kind of thought, you know, this might take a while to get the plaza full again, and then that overflow would roll into Fan Park. It's got all the amenities. We have a stage with live band and food and beverage, everything else, huge screen there. And it took two games to, to get to a point where Plaza was overfilling and uh, and people were moving on to the fan park and it got jam-packed. And then it was talking to the fans who were in there, just they had a great experience as well. So cool. the, just great use of the of the space we've got that was available and, and, uh, and another reason for, for everyone to come down and celebrate Oilers downtown in Edmonton. Yeah, it's... it's... We just want to be together and jump up and down on the owner's score. Uh, exactly. Back into the watch party in Rogers Place. Uh, a couple of things on, on that. Uh, the $5 tickets, are some people trying to resell them and, and try and make some money, uh, basically scalp them? And, and, and what do you, how do you stop that kind of thing? Um, so we're really clear on these ones. Is a great question, Daryl, on, um, on, on all our pages related to watch parties that these are 
this is a family-oriented event intended to be accessible to everyone. It's going to charity, uh, and we make it clear that any seats we see being resold in the marketplace, we're just going to kill the seats, and we've got the ability to do that thanks to the digital ticketing world. We don't see it very often. We saw it when we launched the first watch parties back in 2017. We saw it a little bit, uh, but even at that point, we had a bunch of the reseller platforms. We're obviously partnering with Ticketmaster, but some of the other platforms jump in and say, okay, we're not even going to allow people to post if this is a charity event. Mm-hmm. So we continue to work with them. But yeah, it, it really is just intended to a, a let a lot of families and, and 20 and 30 and 40 somethings come in, but uh, to create some memories that uh, hopefully last a lifetime. Stu McDonald is the president and chief revenue officer of the Oilers Entertainment Group joining us this morning. Stu, um, you know, when they go to the, to the watch parties uh, inside of Rogers Place, it's not just watching the game on the big screen. You guys add a whole lot more in there. And there's kind of this really cool real-time puck player tracking thing going on there. I was watching some video of it. What, what's going on with that? Yeah, it's it's uh, definitely a new innovation for watch parties here in Edmonton. I, I think we're the first or second team in the league to do it, but uh, fans may not know, but all the players' jerseys have a uh, chip in them, uh, as, as does the puck. Uh, so for any game being played in the National Hockey League, there's puck and player tracking going on at all time. And sometimes fans may be familiar once in a while on a broadcast, you'll see or hear saying, hey, that slap shot was at 97 miles an hour or can follow the puck movement or the player skated at 23 miles an hour or whatever speed Connor skates at above that. <laughs> and, uh, and so we took that technology because uh, it's real time, live in real time. It roots back to the NHL from all the various markets. We basically bring it back, put it through, I'm sure some kind of black box technology wise mm-hmm. and, in, and then drop it into our on ice projection system. And we're able to project on the ice with about a two inch circle black if you're a Kings player, orange if you're an Oilers player, on the ice with their number, where they are at that exact moment. While you're watching the broadcast on the scoreboard, you can also see the players coming on and off the ice, onto the bench, um, uh, down on breakaway, whatever it might be, and, and just gives another dimension to it. But it certainly shows the where technology can take the game yet for, for fun, fan, interactive very pieces. Cool. It's very cool. Stu, we're going to have to leave it here this morning. We're out of time. We'll talk to you again soon. Sounds good. See you Saturday. Yeah, take right. care. Stu McDonald from the Oilers Entertainment Group. Go Oilers, go.